0: Hi, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm I'm Matt Pierce.
1: Matt, I am Pamela Muldoon. It's really nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too, it's Pamela. Awesome to meet you. Yeah.
0: So uh, let's. I don't know anything about you, so let's let's. You're get, a stranger to let's me. Let's get Matt. to know each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, for wh- sure. Where are you from, and what do you do?
1: And when you say where am I from, do you mean let's, company let's or do you want to go back to when I was born and? Well, how...
0: your existential existence, you know, <laughs> where did it start? No, let's say uh, where, where kind from, of where man? are you based out yeah. of, company yeah. and uh, role. My
1: current position is a campaign and content strategist for an agency, a consulting agency called the Pettowitz Group. And the Pettowitz Group is actually located in Atlanta, but we're a remote company. So oh. I get to work out of my home office, which is awesome. And I live in Henderson, Nevada currently. Okay. And yeah. um, my, my thing is I, uh, we have this thing called the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah. Perhaps you've heard of it. I,
0: I have indeed. You know, yeah. I've been there once or twice.
1: Henderson is where I live, but you know, there's yep. these lights in the distance.
0: <laughs> it just glows yeah. and it lights glow. there, there are no stars. It's always a strip.
1: Pretty much. Awesome. Pretty much. Yeah. And,
0: and what kind of so what kind of stuff do you do for the agency?
1: Well, I'm a I'm a strategist, a consultant yep. strategist, which of course that's kind of a buzzy thing to say, right? But but at the end of the day, I work with clients to help them put up uh, their their cam their campaigns around marketing automation, say Marketo, Eloqua, et cetera, right? For lead gen, demand yep. gen. But I do it mainly around the content that they're providing. Okay. What are they actually providing to the audience to get the objective? And so it's, you know, work with a lot of enterprise companies. So very it's, cool. it's interesting and frustrating sometimes <laughs> all at the same time. Those
0: things usually go together, right?
1: And I'm really glad I work from home because <laughs> sometimes I just need to walk outside, right? Turn, yeah. turn it t- all down. T- turn off. And yeah.
0: Oh, sorry, bad cell connection. Right. Vegas got in the way.
1: Yep. I'm sorry. What? What? <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. So, Matt. You're with TechSmith. I know this. Yes. So, and all I know about TechSmith are the products that I really play with, which is, of course, your Snagit, Mm -hmm. right, and your Camtasia. From back in the day, I I worked a little bit with that. But what do you do with Cam, yeah, with uh, TechSmith? What's your role? Yep.
0: So my role is a unique one. I'm I'm the Learning and Video Ambassador. Is wow. my title. It's
1: learning and vi- and video ambassador. ambassador.
0: So my role is a couple fold. One is to come out to events like content marketing world and to give sessions, presentations.
1: Okay. So I teach. So people... the learning is really you teaching.
0: Me teaching uh, both in person. I'm also, my background is instructional design. Nice. So where a lot of people come from the background of like, oh, I'm a marketer or I'm a salesperson. I'm coming from a learning background. Yes. Uh, focused on, like, years ago, creating tutorials on how to use products like Snagit and Camtasia. Yes. And so I come out and speak at conferences. I meet people. I also write content, create content, working on this idea of teaching people how to create video uh, through using video to do that. So we know a lot of people, especially at events like this, they're like, hey, guys, I want to use video. Or my boss is telling me I have to use video. And so what I am is that, say, here, let me help you to learn some of those fundamentals so that you can start. And it might be just the basic of like, hey, here's the most simple kind of basic video you can do. Yeah. Or here's some things that you can do better and learn about more so that you can improve your quality. So you can actually do the things that you want to do.
1: So because of your instructional design background, are you do you find that you are better equipped in your own skill set to meet them where they're at? I think you know, because yeah, because when you say video, that's a huge topic right now, right? From technology to the content to the angles to the lighting to the right it gets a little insane right but i'm guessing that with the fact that you've been educating others for a long time you've you've written education models right or or content that you've really kind of learned how to get very specific and detailed where you need to be and Yeah. you're saying too much because it's too much, right? And and,
0: I mean, there's always a risk, especially the more you learn Yeah. Uh, with anyone. You just get this curse of knowledge where it's like, I I don't know what I don't know anymore, or I don't know what I even, I know, because there's fundamental layers upon layers you've gotten complex in your, your system of thinking. Like what? The, what a basic person is like. I don't even know how to turn the camera on. Right. You're like five steps beyond that because you never even think about turning the camera right. on.
1: So you got to start back to the basics with
0: these folks. Yep. And yeah, there's yeah. strategies you can pull yeah. on as you yeah. know you learn as an instructional designer, especially if you interview lots of subject matter experts. But I think it does give an advantage in that way because I'm used to teaching people who are at either ground zero or just above ground zero. But there's, like you said, there's so many things that what to decide to teach on or what per- people need. Uh, you know, it's across the board, and and it's harder to narrow in, especially when you're talking right. to a group like. Well,
1: a lot of times we don't even know what we want. Right. Right. Like when we come to someone like you, and I'm like, oh, I have to do a video. Well, that's,
0: what, what do you that's want? That's a very broad
1: <laughs> statement. Yeah. No, yeah. I can imagine.
0: Absolutely. And so it's. I mean, it's super interesting and super. Uh, you know, I, I find it really kind of this exciting challenge because I think video is such an important medium for us at this point. And it's so still underdeveloped, even though like it's actually quite big. There's so many different opportunities to to do things that are new, to do things that are going to change the way the industry thinks or the way your business is working, because it's just, you know, you can get things in there that even if you're a great writer, it's really hard to do. It's like get emotion
1: yeah, get feeling,
0: get, make it really compelling. You can do that, but you can do it on a different level, I think, with the visual, the audio, the right. music, and all the components coming together.
1: Well, and you said a word that to me is very important, audio. I've been a podcaster longer than this conference.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love podcasts.
1: So I know one of the things that um, I was coached to talk to you about was the importance of audio and video. So I would love just to do a little chit-chat around that because I've always told people cuz I I get the question. I do a lot of some podcast consulting. I've helped with that with some companies and some individuals. And I get a lot of questions like should I do video or a podcast? Oh, right? interesting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, which one should I do? Which to me that's the wrong question to ask. Right. Right? So I'd love your your take on just kind of that methodology cuz you're they're coming to you cuz they already know they want to do video probably, but when people are asking me that, it always it surprises me why are you making a choice you could probably do both and do them well or work them you know together in your right. plan in some way but then the importance of audio when it comes to video and some of the struggles and and opportunities you see
0: do we have like <laughs> three more hours today because I
1: think we have as much time as we want.
0: Well, let's take the, <laughs> cause I, I'm, I'm interested in your answer for this too. So I want to okay. make, don't let me just like answer and then you not answer. Cause All right. I think with the, the, the question of, do I do audit, you know, podcasts podcast or do I do video? Right. I, like you said, I think it's getting at the wrong question because those are just mediums. Like, well, do I write for my website or do I do video for my website?
1: I know,
0: right? You, well, what are you trying to accomplish? Where's your audience and who is it that you're trying to reach? Cause yeah. I, you know, we've seen a resurgence of podcasting that's gone, you know, you know, it was kind of big for a little bit, then it dipped. And now it's in the last couple of years that we've seen it really grow. Yes. Which is interesting, though, because you look at the top podcasts and a lot of them are professionally produced like NPR. Right. And which is great. And editing
1: resources, they've got professional studios, and yeah, yeah. But
0: I, I know for a fact the the cost of entry to a podcast. Because I've actually started two podcasts. Yes. Uh, One of them, it just is the keyword started. Started, (laughs) yes. Uh, It's it's always it's always time, and these were personal (laughs) projects of mine. For sure, yeah. Uh, And one of them, it was I was highly producing interviews with people uh, called the Backstory Project, where I was just like. Like you would be someone I'd interview yep. and be like, okay, let's figure out how you got to where you are. Yeah. And so it was like super fun, but just a time commitment. Yes. And I'm like, okay, with all the other things in life, uh, I got to I can't really if do that. If
1: you want it done well, you're going to put the effort and effort does to, yeah, I totally get it. So that yeah. from
0: a cost perspective, yes, of course that's going to be more, you know, or less than some other things you could choose to do. Now, the other one I did is actually what I call community driven podcast. Really? And so uh, it's called five trainers in a car. So it's L&D focused. I know. It, just, it was a, a spur of the moment. Ran we were, like There's five people in a, this little Mercedes-Benz convertible. And so we were talking about stuff that was really relevant and interesting. And somebody said, huh, this would make a great podcast. I, said, I had a digital recorder. I pulled it out and I, out. I said, oh, that's let's hilarious. do it. it and so we did that one episode. Then someone said, well, I want to do one. And they're like, but Matt, you're not here. I said, I don't have to be here. And so at events like like this for the LND space, what I did is said, you want to make a podcast, get a couple of people together, get in a car, pick a topic and record it. Send it to me.
1: Oh, wow. I'll probably have you
0: write content for it or whatever, but let's do this. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, you know, we haven't done a ton of episodes. And, you know, again, it, there's some time when, you know, because if I'm the only person driving it, but the cost of entry was a digital recorder. Yep. And that's actually, actually really it because I had like, you know, you can f- use free software or if you have a software on your machine to do right, audio editing. Right. And the quality isn't perfect because you're in a car.
1: Right. It's kind of your your environment almost forgives the proper quality for, say, a studio-driven type of experience.
0: Right. Now, yeah. I don't recommend yeah. recording in a convertible every time. Right. But I like, there's get a, a nice car. Ambient noise going on. But the thing is, it wasn't bad. It was, like, yeah. just kind of that uh, background noise. So, it worked. Just a little bit of a hum. Yeah. And, and people have become really, like, wow, this is really fun because yeah. you get to have this conversation that's... Is, and the, the kind of the authenticity.
1: Yeah. Well, you're putting them in an environment that's very comfortable and they're just going to talk. They probably yeah. forget the recorder's on. Right?
0: Sometimes. Yes. Uh, some of them <laughs> did. We did an episode in Las Vegas and yeah. was like, whoa, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> talk about bodies. And yeah, know, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but, but the, the, so the entry cost to podcasting is pretty low. So, yes. I mean, if you're budget constrained, do that, right? Like you're like, I just need to get me- media out there and I want to do something that's not written. Podcasting can be really affordable. Absolutely. But if you want to do it well, of course you got to put time and effort into it. Yep. Dedicate some resources. Now video is, it used to be we had to go high end. Like, oh my gosh, it's going to be $10,000 entry point. But the advent of cell phones and, you know, smartphones with decent cameras, that, that cost has come down. Now that's not what you want to do everything. You don't want to do everything to be a smartphone. But I feel like we're at this point where you can make really good video with a device in your pocket and a, and a lot of just thoughtfulness. And so the cost is kind of getting eliminated in some ways. And you can do, so you can do neat things. Right. So, or you can take that audio. If you plan how that content is going to flow, you can do both.
1: Right. Right. Um,
0: we, I, I, part of a, this weekly, they do every Friday, it's called Video Friday. It's a learning development group that gets together, live stream uh, kind of chat. And they've started turning that into a podcast because not everyone can watch it. And sure. not, and the visuals, it's really three people or four people talking. It's like, well, what? that's not that interesting to right. look at. <laughs> kind of maybe like You're right. Like, you know, oh, that's stocking. a really <laughs> valid point.
1: I hadn't really thought of it from that angle, but that's, an, that's totally valid, right? Like we get a lot of now, you know, what I, I consider them webcasts, not podcasts when video's involved. Yep. I'm kind of a purist that way. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so when someone tells me they're doing a podcast and it's a video version or it's a, you know, two, two-headed video that they're recording or whatever the case is, I'm like, Right are <laughs> doing a webcast or a videocast, <laughs> you know, and, and because the delivery model is so different and kind of to your point, you know, like, I'm hoping that as people are watching us talk, this is awesomely fascinating. Right. But you're actually with four people kind of talking to each other, it kind of changes the dy- dynamic of video, unless you're probably doing um, like cool, you know, shots or, Well, this you is know. all remote
0: even. Yeah. And it's like, so it's just the squares of so people in whatever space are in. It's like doing a room. conference call. And but everyone's listening <laughs> in. Everyone's listening in and they're chatting on the side about what you're talking about or not. Right. And so, but I think, so those experiences you got to plan for. So yeah. again, the question isn't, do I do this or do I do that? Right. You know, do I, which one should I do? It's which one's going to, where's your audience? Because podcasting, unless you're, you have a good distribution method inside your organization, you're going to go to iTunes, you're going to go to Google play. Yeah. And is your audience there and do they care? I think a really good example of an organization that's done podcast, an interesting podcast is Slack.
1: Yes, yeah, and, and
0: they—it was interesting when they went through the the change because they had the podcast and they were going ahead and all of a sudden like we're taking a break and when we come back it's gonna be completely different. Right, <laughs> I was like, oh well, that's interesting. Could they have done video? Yeah, but it would have probably upped their budget a ton, and you know the the cost of getting on location for what they were trying to do to tell the stories. Sure. But can you tell the effective story, and then does your audience care enough to find you there? And then same with video, you can do all the video you want, but if your audience isn't gonna watch it. Right. Who cares? That's
1: so So, true. Long
0: answer. No. What's your thoughts?
1: In terms of the either or Mm conversation, I mean, I'm right there with you. It's always struck me as an odd question, but I think what they're really saying is we only have the budget for one thing. Which one should we do? And it always goes back to bigger questions. Yeah. Who's your audience? What's your objective? What do you want? You know, what's the business result if you're doing it for business that you want to obtain? And, and, And I think it is. But I also think that if you have the resources, whether... It's a small group of people, a small company, where you can um, have different people try different things, or even a bigger marketing department in an enterprise situation. I say try. Try a little bit of everything because I think along with the audience and objective questions, I think one of the things I'm taking out of the conference this year, too, is just get your foot wet. You know? Right. Just go out there. It's so funny, Matt. Be, be, uh, I have been a purist audio. I actually started my first career in radio.
0: Okay. Like, So you, yeah, you like know,
1: 30 years ago. I like, won't tell seriously. anyone. And so I'm a purist audio person, you know, and I, I'm not afraid of a video. Obviously I wouldn't be sitting here, right? but it's not something that I automatically think I want to do some video because I'm very conscious of how different the delivery model is. Right, because I think that's the other thing. I really want content creators to respect the medium that they've chosen. Yeah. You know, to learn as much as they can how to look, how they want to look. Stop and, slouching, you know, Matt. That's that's my know, cue. Stop uh, slouching. You know, but even this, right? Like, if we did this, if we scrape the audio of some very visually, you know, descriptive, or the visual is yeah. more descriptive than the audio, we lose a little bit. Oh, Does you that lose a t- yeah, you right? actually lose a ton. Totally. So. And then at the same time, and I'm, I have no doubt you've experienced this, people are doing video and their audio is horrendous. Yep. And what's the odds of watching I mean, our viewership when that happens? Uh, yeah,
0: we find that it goes down dramatically. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one of the points we, I, I talk to a lot of people about is audio is like, is 50% of your video in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, and there's things you can do, especially like you look at Facebook and, you know, people are not watching videos with audio and there's ways to compensate for it, but it's really tough. Because if yeah. they are watching it and you don't have, like, a voiceover or somebody talking about something, how are you conveying that mood and that feeling? And you can use music. You could use all sorts of stuff for that. But So it's such an integral part of telling the story. Absolutely. Whatever that story is, even if it's a more formal, like, a CEO talking to the company. You want to convey and dictate what right. that message is through all the mediums. And that's what's great about video. Now, as someone who is an audio purist, I'm, yes. I'm curious... I hear a lot of people, um, and particularly, there's different videos, not every video needs a voiceover. Right. But uh, a lot of people hate their voice.
1: Yes. So what
0: tips, what, what would you tell somebody that's like, I can't do a podcast because I have a terrible voice. Right, right.
1: And, and did they tell you I was a voiceover talent as no, well? No,
0: no. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's I've, awesome. I've literally
1: been doing the mic thing for while. You can a tell I'm time. not because no, I'm like all raspy. But you got your own voice, and I think that's what's really critical. I actually had a chance. I led the podcasting panel here at Content Marketing World this year, and afterwards, a uh, uh, member of the audience we talked about delivery, and it was it was fascinating because he said, you know, our agencies recommended we hire a voiceover talent, a professional voiceover to possibly do the podcast, but they don't know our content versus like me. I know the content but I sound funny or I don't I don't yeah. like the sound of my voice and I actually recommended to get over that. And I don't mean that in a negative way but practice. I think what Mitch Joel said today was put your reps in, right? Yeah. Get behind the mic and practice and just get comfortable because at the end of the day, whether it's video, audio, the written word, it's about that connection. And we're talking about media mediums that are very intimate in a way, right? Sometimes the way the camera works with a person is intimacy. What we do in audio is pure intimacy. Right. And yes, you can use a professional voice and that might sound good, but they can't speak about your brand and your services and your community the way you can. And they were a membership association on top of it. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Dude, you have got to be you. And it's practice. Um, I mean, we always sound different in our own ear, yep. right? Uh, I was very fortunate. I started in broadcasting when I was a teenager and went into radio school and did that. I learned to get past that because I hated the sound of my voice just like yeah. everybody. But when you're getting air checked every week by your boss, you get over it really fast. And you know, <laughs> so I always say, air check yourself or find other people you trust that are going to give you positive and
0: negative feedback. Do you so know what I'm saying? What air check? When you meet, when you oh, take, I'm that's totally a phrase that dating. I don't necessarily know. Oh my
1: God. That's so awesome. I, I don't even realize I'm probably even dating myself because <laughs> we used cassette tapes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Get the pencil. <laughs> Got rewind. Totally.
1: Air check was when, when you're on the air, you actually would put a cassette into the recorder in the studio. would record your whole, um, all of your, your, your shift. It would actually stop recording during the commercial breaks and or when you were playing the songs, and whenever you hit the microphone, it would start recording.
0: So it would
1: air check. It would basically you could check yourself on the air.
0: See how you what you sound like. Your levels are right and things like that. And then you'd
1: sit down with your program director, usually once a week, maybe once every two weeks, and he would listen and give you feedback.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So
1: like a a review basically. Only it was all the time you know like this is a really funny bit yeah keep doing stuff like that oh you you know you ran into this commercial stop too fast you need so giving you tips on how to be better at delivery as well as how to be you know build up your own kind of personal brand as a dj What well,
0: yeah I, so i love that that concept <laughs> because um i think whether it's audio or video yeah uh, that feedback uh, and i think and for me when people say i don't love my voice i'm like yeah get over it you right, got a great voice it's easy to say build a personality and i tell people to be a be a persona of yourself right be you but either you know figure out like take how to take that up a notch a little bit so you're just a little bit bigger because, so it comes through right right but also seek out that feedback um, i remember so when i started at techsmith i've been there uh, gosh 11 over 11 years now so it's been Did a Did you lot. come in on your walker today yeah, like... yeah 11 years ago <laughs> way, way back when uh, but The the and it was really the first videos I was creating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I made one for my interview, and I'd made maybe one video before that. And here I was expected to make tutorial videos, and I did some of the voiceover work for the tutorials. Yeah. And I remember when the guys that was the product manager of the product said, "Yeah, you're too Midwestern, too Michigan."
1: Oh my goodness. And
0: I'm like, I was like devastated, like, Aww. oh my gosh, here I'm you know, trying to do these videos, it's not gonna be my voice. And and it was fine. He went and did it with his very Californian kind of, you know, <laughs> even keel, you know, neutral. Yes. Um, but I and I and I realized like I as a person, my voice is not as gonna be as good as like some people that do voiceovers for us. Like in right. they're just really good. They got a good like some of the guys have this nice clear kind of base or, you know, yes. and I'm not that, but I, I just be me and I just ramp you up have me. a
1: personality that yeah. is. And I think that's what's so critical. And honestly, voiceover is a very different audio model versus a podcast. Yeah. Right? And I think what's really critical about understanding that is that personality part, right? That edutainment element. And mm-hmm. there's a reason that when we, because even in the voiceover world, one of the things I've, I've been coached and mentored by some of the biggest names in voiceover. And and I've talked to a lot of agents, a lot of people in the industry that are hiring people. right? And it all comes down to this basic thing that when people tell you, you have a voice for voiceover, that's not the reason to get in it. The reason to get in it is because you have the ability to be a, a, a character or you have the ability to be conversational I mean, our you know, way back in the day, we had you know the big announcer voices, right? Like Gary Owens, you know, from uh, Laughing. Totally, <laughs> David. Don LaFontaine, yeah, yep. the trailer guy, right? And they were paid because the announcer voice was a very special kind of delivery. And not everybody could do that. We're actually finding voices like you, man, are the way that people want to hear us. They want to hear just people talking, and, and that's why th- podcasting is awesome. And
0: right? I think yeah. that translates to video too, right? Yeah. Like, and I, from a from a brand perspective, like. Because, and I and I've noticed this because I do a lot of video for TechSmith. I do yeah. our Facebook Live videos. I've been. I did a web show back, starting in two thousand ten, and so I've done a, a lot of these things. And what I find is, I go out and people are like, I know, I know you, like, I'm like, yes, hi, I don't remember <laughs> who you are, but, uh, but it, right. because they they connect, like you're just a real, I'm just a real person. I'm not anyone like
1: wacky, yeah. yeah. I'm, a little, I'm a little weird. know you, you are a little. I got weird. some nerd but, okay. but you know. You
0: know. But they, people respond to that in video as well. I think just from a voice, because all of a you become the a friendly face that makes it okay to be approached. Yep. Like, oh, I, I he talked to me on Facebook. I was, I was on their Facebook page right. and he was he there. He talked to me on
1: Facebook. Though. And that's so, yeah. so funny. That's probably literally what it feels like, right? Like he's talking to me on Facebook because it's in the feed and there it is. Yep. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, it's, uh, so I <laughs> think there's a lot of parallels and going back to our kind of original, you know, which one you using and learning from both and then as you said I think going and just continuing to learn you know like if you don't know you don't like your voice get over it and start learning what makes it a little bit better
1: yeah find find you know and I think too because I I do see this I'd be curious do you see this like when people get in front of a camera they act a little different oh yeah you know because now there's a camp another eyeball looking at them right like even I am trying to not look at the camera because I know we're supposed to talk to each other <laughs> that's driving me a little crazy because I don't do video as much. So it's not a comfort place. I mean, I can do it, right? But it's not where, and, and yet I think the same thing happens when people get behind a mic and they're very, they they realize it's there. So like when you talk yeah. about your podcast and people forgot the recorder was on or the, that's when the magic happens. Is when oh, yeah. you forget it's there. But that's really hard for a lot of people. I think especially with cameras, right? With video.
0: It is because it's right there in your face. Yeah. And you got, especially with video, you like I mean, you got lights, it's bright, you, there, it doesn't feel natural. You're asked to sit and like sit How's my hair. <laughs> uh, uh, can I move my face? <laughs> right. You know, and, and you know that someone out there on the internet is probably judging what you're doing. Right. Fair or not, they're they're doing it. And so you feel all this pressure. And um, we had uh, an executive we were making a video for. He's going to do, an annou- do an announcement for the company. And he's a, a good public speaker, but put him in front of that camera and he really struggled. Yes. He just froze because it was just this different dynamic. And I think, you know, you can coach people so much. And really my solution for him, had I been in, heavier involved in production, would have been, let's take him down and get a drink. Like not well, not a lot. Just shots, just then, one uh, or two. You, you know, know, he 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 was Irish. He'd be fine. He <laughs> was a good guy. Yeah,
1: A um, bottle of whiskey whenever he came. That's all you need. You know, he shows up. Get that whiskey out. No
0: worries. But you know, just get helping people to feel comfortable yes. and you know doing things that so so they can be natural. Having someone that they can talk to rather than talking to the camera. Right. Because a lot of video that people do, you don't have to have. I'm looking in the camera. Talking to an audience now for I think like Facebook Live and some of those things yes you you do that because you're talking to them directly but like this right and and just it's just a matter of habit of not doing the thing where I'm looking over for approval because there is no approval when I look at the lens right. always scolding looks of that yeah. no I, we told you <laughs> not it's to actually look. quite
1: intimidating <laughs> yeah. well and this is exactly how the podcast situation is at its best as well right when you whether it's yourself talking or maybe you do have a co-host or however your interviews, whatever, even if we're not sitting next to each other, it's the idea that we are sitting next to each other. And that's why the show works. Yeah. Because you just broke down that barrier. You know, there are, it's just talking, you're just having a great conversation and really connecting.
0: And I think, um, and I think, I think this is a really great example because we literally met like, three minutes before we said. Maybe
1: down.
0: three. Um, and the only thing that we knew about each other is you knew text myth. And But I think the thing that regardless of your situation, whoever you're putting on camera or whoever you're putting on audio, if they have a passion for the topic, yes. right, They ca- or they care, even if they're not the brightest and the most, uh, you know, eloquent person that's going to be able to talk about it, you know, they maybe have a little lisp or who cares? Right, <laughs> right but they're passionate and that will co- that translates better than anything. And I was, the podcast I was talking about earlier, the five trainers in a car, the reason it works is because the people that come into the car, they're passionate about something. Right, right. They, and they want to talk about that topic. I want to talk about a learning management system and why they stink or why they're great. <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter what their position is so much, but that they care. Yes. And then it's like, Oh my gosh, of course, I want to listen to them because they, they do have that fire in the belly. They do have something to say. They have a, they took a position. Yes. And they have a
1: strong point of view. or Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. there's nothing worse than a, you know, somebody that's like, oh, I don't know. I don't care.
1: Right. Uh, and any it's podcast awful. I've ever, I've done mainly interview format podcasts. And I always, I loved them because I would only talk to people who were passionate about yeah. what they did. And I always said, my job is just to hold you right here. And ask you a great question, and you're going to do everything else because you already know all the answer. You know, you know, you know the answer. I'm just here to help pull out a little bit of your excitement and your enthusiasm, and which isn't hard to do if they already have passion, right? And, P- and we connect with that. That's what connects us.
0: So uh, we probably should wrap up at some point. But uh, you know, you talked about holding them in your hand, and I kind of said things yes. something like going to get the whiskey. Right. Uh, what? i kind of like your take better <laughs> I, think gonna... I don't even drink it's crazy <laughs> um but what's the one thing that you do if you got someone that's nervous i mean yeah. they can be passionate and all that but they're nervous what do you do to help them just feel, feel one more thing i've always
1: done with my especially the interviews when i because i interview a lot of the writers and the interviewer you know the the book authors the, the presenters that they're really good at what they do but you're right you get them in a media situation and they kind of shift a little or they're afraid they don't have all did i get all the questions ahead of time i want right. to be perfect right and It's the imperfection that actually makes it really cool. Right. But what I always make sure I do is I set up enough time in the interview where we have what time in what I call the green room where we're just talking, we're, you know, as we're kind of getting set up, we're just talking and breaking down that first initial uncomfortableness or, you know, just, and giving them kind of, this is how the format works. This is how I'm going to work with you. And, and there have been so many times where I'll say, okay, I'm going to count down three, two, silent one, and then we're going to get started. Like, oh, we aren't recording yet?
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love actually recording those.
1: And I am recording. Yeah, I know. It is funny. I can edit out, obviously. But it but the idea is that they've already gotten so comfortable that they just thought this was part of the interview. Yeah. And to me, just get them comfortable, get them talking about their kids, something personal, something that doesn't put that big business feel to it. But right. we're just humans, we're just having a good time. We're gonna talk and and the people out there are gonna have a really wonderful time listening to you. Yeah. Yeah! Awesome! This is so fun, Matt.
0: You, we could keep. I mean, we. I know we could keep going. I. <laughs> I, I absolutely positive we could keep going. But absolutely.
1: I think, well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely it's been a really, pleasure. And I really love Snagit, by the way. It's well, one of my you. favorite tools. So thank you. I, I
0: would appreciate be remiss
1: if I didn't say that. Well,
0: we uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone that uses it because, uh, <laughs> I mean takes care of my family, so.
1: I'm <laughs> I, happy, I love, I'm I love. happy that. that your kids could, could eat I, this week. <laughs> I,
0: and I love that people find value in something that we get to build. Absolutely. You know, that's yeah. I, it's cool to come to conferences like this and hear the love and hear, uh, you know, how it's making people's lives just a little bit better because work is hard and work is long and you're having something that just kind and of you works. you do
1: make my life easier, you're absolutely right. So Matt, thank you. You're
0: welcome.